They're loading into the barriers. Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. And they're underway for Moody on the mic. We are back for another Moody Mini. The Darwin trip is done. It was a raging success up there in the top end, our first ever live show. We might look to do a few more over the journey. We're only a couple of weeks away from getting back to normal in the full episodes of Moody on the Mic. But um, before then, we've got a couple more listener questions this week and some next week. And then after today's couple, we'll catch up with um, the leading member of the Moody Coleman team, Catherine Coleman, to run through the team's three runners for Mooney Valley this Saturday. But before then, let's take in some more listener questions here on Moody on the Mic. Question uh, again from Stu, Moods only. If you were only ever going to win one more race, either as an owner or a trainer, Melbourne Cup excluded, what would that race be? The Birdsville Cup, the time-honoured, famous, outback Queensland racing carnival. I've had a runner in it. I've had a winner at the meeting, but I haven't won a Birdsville Cup. Uh, yep, Birdsville Cup for me. Wow, well, I don't think we're any bre- of us were expecting we're, that. We bred the winner of the Birdsville Cup a few years back, a fast at Rock thing. I can't remember its name. That's how important it was to me. Listen, I'd love to win Col- Cox Plate, Golden Slippers, but the one on my heart. I've won a Charleville and Roma Cup, which are the two feature cups in my uh, area of Western Queensland, but the Birdsville Cup, I'll get it one day, I hope. Let's do it. Let's do it, Moots. Ooh, race seven's about to jump. What do we reckon, lads? Hmm, a guy in the community says he's keen on the ruffy. Do we trust him? Well, his username is. I'm a real big stats guy. Say no more. Connect, banter and follow tips with a community of like-minded punters. Only in Ladbroke's communities. Ladbroke it. T's and C's apply and available on website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. From Jai Etherington, and it's from Mytho. Mytho, I'm going to run the clock on you here because I need you to keep it reasonably short. Mytho, I'm about to embark on my career path in the breeding industry, starting a course with the TBA in mid-June, and I'm just wondering, having not had a background in racing or breeding, but just a heavy interest in both, what advice could you give me to excel? Oh, he's sputtering me up here to the heights that you have oh. hopefully one day and be in a position like yourself running a stud farm. Uh, I have a billionaire brother-in-law helps. Beat <laughs> <laughs> uh, me to it. Uh, well, it, it, yes, that helps. But to, uh, to be fair, before that came along. Um, <laughs> Um, the brother-in-law that um, you know built was building his business in Cotton On and and doing doing wonders. He had nothing to do with uh, um, the original Rosemont that um, I got uh, up and going. Um, and the advice I was going to give was to get your hands dirty and do a bit of everything. Just understand it. Make sure that you 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 know what you're doing. I'd never put a, a head collar on a horse um, b- before I I undertook um, starting a commercial um, horse operation, and um, I taught myself that and 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 picked up from there. Um, learned from some of the best and some of the worst. Employed some people that I thought were were, were absolute experts in the industry, but uh, turned out they were duds because I didn't know any better. And um, I think you always got to you got to learn something new every day and try your hand at it. I, I, I fold down mares, which I never thought, you know, back in my journo days, I'd I'd know how to fold down a mare. Taught myself, um, and you know, led yearlings around the place, let a few go, um, learn from my mistakes, and you got to do all that, and then hope that your your, your brother-in-law turns himself into a multi. 
<laughs> nah, well answered. And I think just briefly on what Anthony's answer there was to, in all facets of life, but particularly our industry, whether it's training, riding, owning or breeding, just as important to learn off the successful people, you probably need to learn off the unsuccessful people too, not what to do, as as important as it is to learn what to do. When you say try your hand at everything and get your hand dirty, you don't you don't mean in the breeding barn though, do you, Mister? You don't want to try. Uh, try I've, I, I've I've held mares. I haven't actually you know grabbed a stallion and put it in. No, no, I've, <laughs> I, I have left that to the to the trained eye and hand. But um, nonetheless, that is someone's job. That is a job I haven't actually given myself at this point in time. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Okay, we've given Moods another week off. He's got to recover from Darwin and, uh, you know, he didn't get enough legroom on the on the plane on the way home. So it's been a tough week for Peter. But we're going to uh, be joined, of course, by his, uh, his racing partner, Catherine Coleman. Catherine, thank you for joining us yet again on Moody on the Mic. Pleasure, Rog, as always. Yeah, picking up the slack here and in the race book and race day and just every time Moods needs a, needs a good chop out. So well done. Thanks very much. You know, as you described him last week, it's pretty hard being the racing partner of the biggest diva. Um, in the racing industry, but someone's got to do it. Well, he is the silent partner of Moody Common Racing. There's no doubt about that. And we'll keep him silent for another week as we look to this weekend's runners. Back racing at the Valley, Ladbrokes Mooney Valley. I better get that right or Rayman will uh, have me hung, drawn and courted. Uh, speaking of uh, honest courted, this is Lady Court. Uh, race three, uh, over the 1,600 metres there. Um Solid effort last start. I think you were, you know, semi-keen, but um, said, I think, from memory, might need a run. Well, finished second last start, so how's she looking this weekend? Yeah, really good. She's just maintained well. I mean, she's rock-hard fit at this stage of her preparation. Um, she was good and solid last time around. She handled the track well, obviously, so she's basically just got to run up to that again, and she can, um, uh, if she can go one better and... and and win it there, it'd be super. But like I said, she's maintained really well. She's in good order. She probably needs a, a little bit of luck. She's drawn wide, probably rolls to a spot um, if we're, uh, if the track's on speed like it was last time. So, look, yeah, with a little bit of luck, she's definitely a big chance. And what about the, the race after also over the, the mile there at the Valley? Uh, race for number 13, Oceana Blue. I believe Peter described a horse last week as being as fat as him, and Oceana Blue is probably in the same category, if not maybe a touch fatter. Whoa. So she's just been racing herself into fitness. Um, she's sort of improving slowly and steadily, whether she still needs this run to really be getting her rock hard, but she's definitely getting there, so she's one to follow in the future. Okay, don't fat shame horses on our program, Catherine. <laughs> Uh, Carleen Heffel, big day for the stable. She's got uh, the leading apprentice. She's got three rides, all of uh, all of the Moody Common horses, the final of which is in race eight, the Ladbrokes Odd Search Handicap, over the 2,500 metres. Now, this is Botany, last start winner, uh, ticked that 2,400-metre box. So are we expecting big things yet again or against tougher competition? Yeah, look, she was pretty convincing the way that she won last start. Um, I think getting her out to this trip is, um, is going to suit her. She was... Um, one that we sort of had uh, a question mark as to whether we'd come to the races again or whether we'd put her in the paddock, but she's just thrived. Um, she, her work on Tuesday morning was super. Um, she's just a, a happy, healthy horse at the moment, So, and she's a mare in form, and you know what they say about mares in form? We'll just keep them, keep them going while we can. So, look, drawn wide, um, 
probably goes back, might need a little bit of luck there. That's probably the only concern. But um, she's in fantastic order. I'd say she's might be uh, might be our best chance of the weekend of getting our first city winner for the Moody Coleman combination. All right, the best race eight, number eleven, Botany. And of course, last time you sort of warned punters off the Saturday ones, but pointed them towards that that first. Um, the first runner in the Modi Coleman name, and it was a successful. Got into a dollar sixty-five, and then blew out to two sixty at the jump run, sir, and uh, and got the chocolate. So, those that were listening to the podcast, I think they must have attacked it early, Catherine, because I think that might have been the reason for the uh, the big move um, pre-race. Definitely, he opened up very short, and I had a few people sort of say, "Geez, he's opened short," and I thought, "Oh, that could have been could have been my fault for steering all the Moody on the mic listeners into him." But thankfully, he got the job done. Um, there were definitely a few n- nervous moments in the watch in that race, but he uh, he got there just in time. Yeah, hopefully they didn't take the fixed odds because, as I said, blew back out to about two sixty at the jump. But of course, uh, who's the fastest horse this weekend? I mean, Botany's the best. Who's the fastest? Um, yeah, look, it could be Botany, it could be Lady Court, but either way, um, whichever one is the fastest, we're going to let them run fast. Ooh, I broke it.